Today we're going to be looking at Acts 16. So if you'll open up your Bible to Acts 16, we are in the latter half of the book. If you need a Bible, you can put your hand in the air and an usher will bring you one. But as we're turning to that, I wanted to actually start uh, our study into Acts 16 by looking at the book of Philippians, a passage from the book of Philippians. We're going through uh, the the book of Philippians in our small groups. And actually... In today's passage, we see Paul and Timothy uh, and, and Luke, the writer of Acts, together in Philippi. So a lot of what's happening in today's passage is happening in Macedonia and Philippi. And so I thought it would be really interesting to, to start this talk by looking at this passage in the book of Philippians, uh, which we've already studied in our small groups, and, uh, and seeing this, this text, which was written for the people we're going to be talking about today in Acts 16. And uh, this is... This past Wednesday in our small group, I just really was overwhelmed with just God speaking to me and, uh, and uh, seeing something different that I hadn't seen before. So I wanted to share that with you this morning as we go into the text. So we are in uh, Philippians 2, 1 to 4, and we're beginning with this question, what is the primary interest of Christ? And that may seem kind of like an odd thing, but this past week in our, in our staff, uh, we, we actually had this really interesting training. Someone from a professional, um, I want to say, someone who, someone who analyzes and understands what motivates people, what values people are driven by, came into the, into the office to work with our staff. So me, myself, Jen, our director of family ministries, Pastor Corey, uh, Rachel, and Jen Veach. And so they came in, and we, had, we filled out these online inventories of our strengths, and then, uh, and then also this inventory about strengths that might be overdone and different, just, just as a way of understanding how we can work t- better together as a team. So what, one of the things we learned in this exercise is what is our primary motivators as individuals, which is very interesting. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you what, what those things are here today. You're probably very curious. But... Uh, what is the primary thing that motivates each of us as a person? Uh, if you think about people that have had a lot of influence in your life or you respect, uh, if you, and, you, and you analyze them, or people even in history, you know, asking that question, what was their primary interest that drove them to what they ended up becoming? And today, we're kind of, kind of looking Philippians and look at what is the primary interest of Christ? You know, what motivated Christ? What made Jesus... Uh, go about as he did and do the things he did, ultimately giving his life for us. So it says uh, in Philippians 2, 1 to 4, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if you have tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded with Christ, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And here's that word, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So at first glance, this, this passage is saying that, uh, that we should put, if we are encouraged, if we are touched by Jesus, if we have uh, received his tenderness and compassion, then we can make the writer of Philippians, Paul, his joy as a pastor complete by also taking on the same uh, mind as Christ, having the same love. And he kind of manifests that in this phrase at the end, not looking to your own interests, but each of you 
to the interests of others. So something about having the mind of Christ uh, has to do with not looking only to what you uh, are driven to achieve or do or how you're driven to spend your time or your money or your, any resources you can imagine, but to think about what the interests are of the people around you. And particularly in Philippians, it's talking about the church, but it could easily be translated to any other uh, strata uh, of uh, society that you might find yourself in. To, to have the mind of Christ means to look not only to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Later in this, uh, in this book, in Philippians 2.19, uh, Paul talks about Timothy, and he kind of commends them to the believers. And he says this, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to, your soon, to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests. Um, it's interesting you know, when Paul searches his mind, he says, you know, there's really no one like Timothy who shows genuine concern for the welfare of other people. Um, most people are so consumed with, consumed with their own interests, the things that they want to get done or do, or are, um, just that kind of self-centered perspective that they, uh, they don't do that. But Timothy wasn't like that. Paul describes him as someone who looked to the interests of others. And then he says this at the end, of course, not those of Jesus Christ. So Paul tells, uh, tells us to put other people's interests above our own. Then Paul commends Timothy as someone who's exceptional among most other people and puts the welfare of the church and of others above his own interests. And then he goes on to talk about the interests of Jesus here, which is really interesting. Everyone looks out for their own interests, not the interests of Christ. And uh, the, something about the way that Timothy uh, puts Jesus Christ's interests above his own uh, is something that Paul commends him for. And what really struck me, and, and, and maybe I'm just dull, or maybe it was just a moment when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, was that Timothy putting the welfare of the church above his own interests, instead of being like other people who put everything else above that pretty much in their spectrum of um, priorities, reflected Christ. And what, and what this spoke to me was that Christ's interest is for the church. Christ's interest is for the church. What motivates Jesus is the church. What motivated Jesus to die on the cross was for the church. And still today, what motivates Jesus is the church itself. Uh, people look out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. It was just such a, such a, such a beautiful picture um, of the love of God that um, he tells us, let's not look only to our own interests, but to the interests of other people, just like Jesus. And, and, and the, the, the interesting twist is, if we are to actually put the interests of Christ above our interests, what that actually looks like is putting the interests of other people above our own interests. This is a lot of word, similar words, I understand. But when we take uh, the interests of another person, let's say, I'll, I'll, ju I'll just use the example of like my wife, you know. Um, I know that she has something that she needs to do uh, in, in an evening, and I'm exhausted, and I don't feel like 
cleaning the house while she's at work, whatever it might be. But I want the house to be ready for, for the meeting. And so I put that interest above my own interests. In doing that, I'm putting the interests of Christ above myself because Christ's interest is for my wife's interests. Christ's interest is for the church. And there's so many different ways that you could, you could think about this, but in a very tangible way, when we, ta- when we in humility, imitate Christ by taking off our selfishness and putting on this, 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 this sense of lifting other people up and lifting their interests above our own, in doing that, we're not just lifting up the interests of other people. We are actually performing and doing the interests of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I just really feel like this is something the Holy Spirit is really impressing upon me uh, this, for this morning. So we're not even going to look into Acts 16 today. I feel, I feel this is where God wants us to park. So I'm going to bring you right to my, uh, final, my final kind of points. And this is something just to take to heart. And again, this is something that's so simple, but if you actually do it, if you actually do it, it makes all the difference. Number one, Christ's primary interest is the welfare of the church. Not many people concern, concern themselves for the welfare of the church. Thus, not many people take Christ's primary interest seriously. They're too consumed with their own lives, selves, and interests. But to the one who puts concern for the welfare of the church above their own interests, Christ will give the secret things of God, the hidden manna. I've been reading in Revelation, and it talks about um, this, this idea of the hidden manna. And you know, every, in the story of the Exodus, God fed his people with, with all this manna, and then they put some manna into a jar and put it inside the Ark of the Covenant. And so what that really means is, um, to the person who elevates Christ's interests above himself by serving other people in humility, that, you know, God will reveal uh, more. If that's, to, to someone who's motivated like Christ and has the mind of Christ, God will give them more. It says in the, in the scriptures time and time again, he or she who has, um, more will be given to them. But for one who doesn't have, even what, even what they think they have will be taken from them. If someone is faithful with the small things, they get entrusted with a lot in the kingdom of God. So uh, as, we, as we put concern for the welfare of the, of the church, meaning all the people that make up the church and, and in our homes and in our and even people that don't know Christ, as we elevate other people's interests above our own and thus elevate Christ's interests above our own, as we participate in the mind of Christ, God is so pleased, and he gives us deeper direction, and he gives us deeper revelation of himself in that. And then finally, genuine concern for the welfare of the church looks like putting the interests of others in the body above your own. In doing this, you are actually putting Christ's interests above your own. And uh, I don't know if this is profound to you, but it is certainly very simple. Something, something that's very practical that you can do. If you want to uh, follow and serve Jesus, then take on the same atti- attitude that Jesus had of serving others, of considering other people as better than yourself and putting their interests above your own. And as you do that, uh, you will go deeper with God because that is God's heart. So as the worship team comes forward, we're going to close uh, in a song. And I just encourage you to, to meditate upon this, upon this scripture, upon this truth uh, this morning as we are closing out our worship set.
that we would be a people who have the mind of Christ, who look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Like Timothy, we'd be, an ex- we'd be someone who's uncommon, someone who puts the very interests of Christ above our own because we humble ourselves like Jesus. Please stand and join us.